You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you there, uh, baby Oliver, and thank you all for joining us. It is Sunday, March 21st of 2021, in the year of our Lord, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. And per usual, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, kind of like the little boy said. And over there in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it would be the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fantastic, fantabulous kind of week. We know we did. And uh, you're, you're in a part of the country, which would be most of the country. Spring has sprung. The weather is nice. It is, it is mild temperatures everywhere you look, with the possible exception of this room that I'm in right now. Which, uh, uh, anyway, we're not going to cry about that now, are we, John? We'll just be frozen tears trickling down my, my cheek. Uh, once again, good morning. Welcome aboard. Young Mr. Shannon, how are you today? Well, I started out in kind of a pissy mood this morning. Do tell. Well, to, 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 to start out with here, this is my coffee cup. This is this is what I start my morning with. Okay. Now, I, I, I got up, usual time, got up, started my uh-huh. uh, start. One of the first things I do is start the coffee. I had to actually run down the street to Walgreens for a quick errand for Granny Annie. She's the best. The damn damn coffee pot was only about a quarter of the way full when I uh, come back after 10 minutes. So in other words, this coffee pot, I believe what's going on is is they have a pump, you know, Obviously, the pumps the water uh, through the system. I think there's either a clog or the pump's going out. Either way, I am getting ready to poo-poo can that coffee pot and go go to Walmart and find me another cheap one. Well, so. as as a non-coffee drinker, let let me put this out there: Who cares? 
course you don't care. I don't you, care. You, I don't care. That's, that's just it. If it doesn't apply to what's going on in your little world, you don't care. Finally. Don't feel bad. I'm the same way. Finally. Finally, you've embraced the truth. That is, uh, <laughs> you're, you're making progress every day, Skippy. And uh, we, we're, we're button busting proud of you. There's no question about it. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I, 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 I certainly, certainly appreciate it. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us here, whether if you're live or if you're on Memorex. We'll uh, try to put together somewhat of an entertaining and uh, informative show. I have a couple of things that, uh, that I have that I'm going to get off my chest and probably going to be a little bit of con uh, a little bit of controversy involved. Don't you put that pressure uh, on me to be informative and or entertaining. That's uh Yeah, well, you have a higher bar. I challenged Shaletta yesterday to bring her A game and by the way she did. I was okay. I was thoroughly impressed. She led off she led off her show with a, with the with an interview with none other than Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz mm. yesterday. Okay. So uh, good. That's our uh, pal Shaletta out there in Minneapolis, and she really, yeah, she really brought it. Uh, and I want to bring up. Go ahead. Is is she basically taking over WCCO now? Is that? Well, you know, some some would uh, would think that maybe she is. Uh, Wait a minute, lime? <laughs> okay, lime scale buildup. Well, Edward is uh, he's uh, commenting on my issue with the coffee pot. Oh, uh, oh, I I thought it was a medical issue. <laughs> well, that could be too. But Call a doctor, knows? man. Dial nine one one if that's go to the hospital. Well. He's probably right because I tell you something. We have well, now in we context have that makes sense. issue. We have such a water issue here. We go through water softener, kind of like Hitler went through Poland. Oh man, or or uh, Sherman so, through Atlanta. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and uh, yeah, see, you're probably right with that. But at this juncture, it's instead of doing something about the about that problem, I think I'm probably just going to go out and spend the thirty dollars and get another coffee pot. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah, coffee. <laughs> how, how long have you had this coffee maker? Oh, I don't know about four years now. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't repair. We replace. Exactly. Listen, before, and it's going to seem we're kind of jumping around here a little bit, I wanted to mention this uh, for those uh, uh, who are listening here live. Uh, right after we get done here at uh, uh, be 12 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock um, uh, Central, I, want you, I, I really want to implore you to at noon today central or one o'clock eastern uh normally i'd be telling you to listen to radio tfi but i want you to check out w or excuse me radio.com wcco uh, uh Shaletta is hosting a, a roundtable discussion about uh, the um, acts of uh, violence here against asian especially asian women and we're going to get into get into that a little bit later on here uh, in the show. Uh, but she's got a, a one hour uh, round table discussion 
I think it's going to be worth listening to. I'm definitely going to be tuning in and I would implore you uh, to do so as well. So, All right. All right. Well, uh... what do you say we get into this uh, here with uh, your favorite part of the uh, early, early part of the show here? Well, my second favorite part, 24 weeks to go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we ain't got that right now. Unless you want to start doing brackets too late here. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. You know, I've never done a bracket. I, 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 and I actually like college basketball. If I'm ever in a situation where it's on, I will watch it. I don't know any of the teams or any of the players, but I can watch college basketball and not know anybody. Pro ball, I, I, I just, I mean, I can watch it, and but I, I like college basketball, but, uh, but I've never done a bracket, and we'll talk about that sometime we say we're going to talk about things and then we never get to them oh and by we, the might way, even, we might even have time this week who knows by the way i'd like to, i'd like to send out a personal a personal message to one uh uh what's his name shaw tom shaw hey buddy next time you leave it don't do the irish goodbye where you just leave you say something thanks for having me on guys see ya see ya for goodness sake well next thing i know you're gone the nerve of you. It's not that we don't want that. We'll have you back. We could have dinner. What's that? He, just so we could eat. Just so the we could have dinner. you. Who do you think you are, me? That's my shtick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, more on that as... Carry on, Montesquieu. More on that as my temper gets... It's the Radio TFI Stock Market Report brought to you by We Still Need a Sponsor. This week, Uber dropped $3.27 down to 5708 Meanwhile, Lyft is, wow, they're, they're doing, doing well, up $2.44. To close the week at $64.12, remember, you can get up-to-the-minute stock quotes on both of these uh, notoriously bad companies anytime at RadioTFI.com. And uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so, the nerve to have dinner. Who, the, who, who does he think he is? So speaking about Uber, uh, apparently you were Uber? right about something. You remember oh, a couple weeks when I when I said <laughs> stop the presses? I was right. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's wow. that's it's scary. We're entering into uncharted waters here. You don't see that very often. Go ahead, John. Continue. So, remember a couple weeks ago, you said that Uber would never bail on London because London is too important to uh, to their operations. I've said that for years. Well, apparently, after the Supreme Court ruling that um, classifies Uber drivers as employees. Apparently, Uber is going to actually kowtow a little bit here. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know what all that's going to mean. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to search the search the bushes here for an Uber driver. That shouldn't be too hard to find over there in the UK or in London specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to know if what difference that really uh, means to them. But uh, there was, I think it was uh, Bank of America 
that uh, said that this uh, this particular move, what what they're going to wind up doing, is is going to wind up costing them approximately five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, in the grand scale of things, yeah, we say five hundred million dollars, but uh, that that could be one of the reasons why their their stock is down a couple bucks as well. Well, that but, could be. Uh, yeah, on the ruling, but let, let's also remember this. How many times has Uber had rulings go against them, especially in the city of London? And what have they done? They kept doing what they wanted to do. Well, well supposedly they're complying. According well, to this, seen, I'm uh, John, 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 we've seen this before. We've seen this before, again, especially in London, but all over the place. Oh, we're going to... We're going to do what we're supposed to do. Okay, we've seen the error of our ways. And they just go about their... They'd rather spend the money in legal fees than to uh, pay their drivers a fair living wage. And that's basically what it amounts to. They Well, I, I, would, I, would, I would agree with you on this. But uh, according to a New York Times uh, story here, uh, the um, it says the new legal classification, which follows a UK court ruling last month, will entitle workers to more pay and benefits, but stop short of making them employees. So they're not going to they're not going to be made employees here. Uh, it is uh, it's more that they're going to wind up having more in uh, in benefits, and it'd be interesting to see just. Uh, just where it is. I mean, like I said, you and I have covered what it would actually take for an Uber driver, or really even a cab driver, somebody who owns their own cab, what it would actually take to uh, make that venture actually profitable. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. There are going to be benefits. Apparently there's going to be paid, uh, 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 paid time off, uh, uh, it'll be a minimum wage, vacation pay, a pension mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know you'll believe it when you see it. So I, 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 I totally get you on that one. Oh, I believe it's going to happen. But here's what I believe is going to happen: they're only count going to count as work time, time you actually have somebody in the in the vehicle, and they're going to prorate the hell out of everything. Or- so, in other words, when you're either uh, when you're either on your way to a uh, to a job, or when you physically have the job in your uh, in Correct. your car. Correct. That could that could be. Or at the very least, they're going to wind up with a, a, a dual system. They're going to say, "Well, uh, they're not going to give you the opportunity to make more." Let Let's say, and let's uh, let, let's use fifteen dollars an hour just for. Uh, just for a nice clean number. We're, we're not going to get into expenses and all that. So mm-hmm. so Uber's now backed into a corner. They have to pay you $15 an hour. They have to pay you $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do, do everything they can to try to whittle that down. All right? Uh, they're going to say, well, you were only available 45 minutes. Of the hour. And of the time you were available, well, we only have to pay you for for the time that you weren't actually on a job. So if you were uh, transporting people for 30 minutes of that, then we only have to pay you 
uh, uh, 30 minutes of, of minimum wage. But if what you took in on, on the ride met or exceeded the minimum wage, then we don't have to give you, trust me, they're going to slip and slide their way out of it. And by the way, remember, uh, it's a slippery slope for drivers as well, because Let's say you want to guarantee minimum wage to be a driver. That's fine. That's fine. I will give you 15 bucks an hour plus tips. But I keep everything else. In other words, if you have a ride that's that's a $50 ride and takes you an hour, well, that 50 goes to the company and then we pay you at the end of the week. The 15. Now you're an employee. Can't have it both ways. John, your your microphone is off. So so John, thank you. John's Appreciate doing, John's doing mime radio now. Well, somebody whoever can read lips is actually uh, they're they're good at least on the video stream. So anyway, yeah, I uh, forgive me for not believing a word Uber says. This is boy that cries wolf. How many times have we heard them? How many times years ago did I sit in a, in, in, and listen to them live make promises and and uh, offer solutions that were so unrealistic? To me, still the best one was in Broward County when the question of uh, wheelchair accessibility came up. Uh, the, the fellow who was in charge of that area literally turned around and said oh well we'll we'll use yellow cab looking at the president of the company of yellow cab we'll, we'll send that work to yellow cab to which the president said no you won't <laughs> you handle it yourself you handle well. it yourself so no i'm sorry i don't i don't buy into a freaking word they say next <laughs> well i will I'm going to be, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be beating the bushes here to actually try to find a an Uber driver over in London to speak to about that. That should be too hard. You still go to, uh, you still go to that, uh, what is it, uberpeople.net or something yes. like that? Yes, I'll see if I can't dig somebody up there. Yeah. So, listen, let's take a, let's take a little pause here for about uh, two minutes and, uh, when we come back, I want to get into kind of a touchy subject here as we as we brush on the uh, the killings here last week of uh, uh, eight people. Six of them were workers in uh, uh, massage parlors or massage establishments. I have my own theory here, and it doesn't seem to be jiving too much with the mainstream opinion. So. Uh, We'll get ready and start the fireworks when we return. See you in a couple. I'm Tom Shaw from England. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. Mm-hmm. 
we've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. What do you want when you gotta eat something? And it's gotta be sweet, and it's gotta be a lot, and you gotta have it now. What do you want? Lip smacking, whip smacking, patty whacking, ink and knacking, silver racking, shallow whacking, cracker jacking, cracker jack. Candy coated popcorn, peanuts and a prize. That's what you get in cracker jack. This is Radio TFI. And we're back here on uh, on the Taxi Stand Hour, coming at you live from various places across this uh, across the great, great USA. John Shannon is uh, rejoining us now because his timing is, well, not what it could be. Not what it once was. He's a, he's a little slow going to his left anymore, but, but we still keep him on the roster. Why? Because uh, we're sentimental fools. The old gray mare ain't what she used to be. She is not. Sorry. Thank you for, thank you for covering there for for me there. I thought I timed that pretty good, but apparently I must have missed a tick or two somewhere. No, well, you didn't know exactly how long it was. You didn't ask. You just. Well, I had to bail, so there was no. <laughs> there was no hanging around for thirty for five seconds to ask you. So, but uh, and I still didn't get to refill the cup of coffee, which is only half full from my earlier endeavor here so I, I i'm really sacrificing here for this for this uh outfit i want you to know damn it i am really sacrificing it is a it is a beautiful minnesota day albeit a little windy out here okay uh geez it is windy holy christ if i was another 30 pounds lighter it might actually uh <laughs> Blow me on my ass here. You really think so, huh? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's fairly gusty. Well, there's a reason so, to lose weight so you can get blown on your ass. We're just going to leave that right, right, right there. We'll if we, just leave if, that. If, if we just step around it and just leave it on the sidewalk, it'll be fine. That is a hell of an idea. Maybe the wind will take it away. <laughs> Yeah, well, wait till I get a get a wild hair and decide to want to do this show outside. Good luck with that. Back in the back in the radio TFI uh, command back porch, <laughs> the outdoor studio. At the outdoor studio, exactly. Yeah, we'll open. Right, that. We're, we're going to open that up in January. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Why do it in summer during the summer when it's actually nice out? What's that we like so, to say around here? Moving on. Exactly. Hey, um, listen, of course we, unless you've been living under a rock, you're aware of what happened in in Georgia last week. And we are not going to name the perpetrator. Um, what went into three different... Uh, uh, massage establishments in Georgia, two of them, I believe in Atlanta and the other one in another, not too far away from Atlanta, uh, killed a total of eight people. Six of them were, 
massage therapists, if you will. And because of the rash, and this this is a problem, it's a big problem, actually, with as many people who are harassing and assaulting Asians because of uh, because of the COVID. Of course, we can thank, uh, at least in part, we can thank one Donald John Trump for that, you know, with the whole uh, Kung Flu and the China virus and all the other crap he spewed during the... Um, during the pandemic, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, and we're I I get a feeling we're not gonna agree on this, but I don't I think it's two unrelated issues here, and the reason I say that is is that the perpetrator was a admitted. Uh, sex addict and uh, look I'm not going to make excuse I don't want to make excuses for this guy uh, in the uh, in the least bit here I don't know if there's if the if the uh, if there's capital punishment in Georgia or not I I'm not sure but uh, if he uh, if he is, if there is the death penalty in Georgia, this man definitely deserves it because there is no excuse for those, for his actions. Having said that, I think that we are dealing with, uh, when you're dealing with somebody that is, is a sex addict, I mean, that this is something that is on his mind 24-7, at least every waking moment. And my theory is that I think he actually went into a couple of the, they said he's he's visited these, these massage parlors before. I think that he went into these places paid his whatever he paid and didn't get what he expected to get out of them. And he basically went, that enraged him and he went on his little El Nutso shooting spree. Uh, believe it or not, I, I, the thing is, is of course we go back to the whole thing in Florida there with Robert Kraft. We, we, he went into a, an Asian massage parlor uh, in Florida. I forget exactly where in Florida, but... Uh, Palm Beach. He, well, thank you. And he went in there specifically for, for a sexual favor. And uh, I, apparently he was close to getting what he came for. So to speak. I, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, I think that there are some legitimate massage parlors uh, that are run by Asian Americans or people uh, who are here and have a, a, a legitimate working 
uh, work permit, basically, to work in the United States. They may be a citizen of, uh, of Korea or wherever, but it's still a legitimate massage business. And I think that he, I think that this individual has gone into a couple of these establishments expecting to get a little something extra, didn't get it, and went on and, you know, went into a a fury about not getting what he quote unquote thought he paid for came back and shot up the joints. So I think it has little, if anything, to do. Everybody wants, everybody's uh, in the media is talking about uh, prosecuting this as a, as a hate crime. First off, I got my own, I got my own feelings on the whole term hate crime. Let's face it. If you are going into uh, an established, you're going anywhere and you kill somebody intentionally, maliciously. I, I, how could it not be a hate crime? You're not doing it out of love. And so I, I think that that's that whole idea of hate crime is, is, is tossed around uh, quite a bit. And I, I, I think that Listen, murder is murder. You kill somebody, you kill somebody. It doesn't, I don't think it matters necessarily the reason you killed somebody. So I have a little, this whole idea of it being a hate crime, and it really doesn't make that big of a difference. As I understand it, it adds a couple of years onto the sentence. And I do mean literally a couple of years. So I, I don't think, I think we're a little too caught up on the fact that whether or not this was a hate crime. I think that we, uh, the, I think we, we prosecute this to the fullest extent of the law. Like I said, if, if, if there's a death penalty in, in Georgia, I'm not necessarily in favor of a death penalty, but damn it, you know, this was, this was intentional. It was, uh, it was rage filled. I, I, I can't, I pay, hey, uh, throw the book at him if, 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 to say. And, uh, but I just think that we're going down the wrong path. Listen, there are, there are, there is an issue. Let's uh, the whole idea. I mean, I've seen it. We've seen plenty of instances here over the last year of Asian, Asian Americans, and actually it goes beyond. Let's face it, Asians have gone through hell in this country, even dating back to uh, when they were building the railroad and when um, they go back to World War II with the internment camps. So it's been no picnic for Asians in this uh, country to begin with. But nonetheless, uh, over the last year, it's really stepped up and uh, and, uh, and that that itself needs to needs to needs to go away, and we need to figure out a way to make it go away. And I'm just pretty disgusted about the whole idea as it is by just attacking somebody on the basis of their. I listen. I'm against 
somebody being attacked for any reason, let alone by the by the color for the color of their skin. But uh, we could sit and we could have a whole show on that. We, I just think that these are two separate issues, and it, they need to be treated as such. And I'm going to leave you with one one last thought on this, if I can. Uh, the perpetrator was uh, bought his gun legally down in Georgia. So you want to talk about background checks for uh, for buying firearms? Apparently, they're not very they're not very strong in in Georgia. I don't know what the law is down there, but how does a how does somebody who is a who is an admitted and be somebody who's being treated for a sex addiction, how does he wind up getting a permit to carry a gun? Let that sit. Let that set and stew around in your brain for a little while. Bapping out. Well, so John, <clears throat> so, um, Look, I, I haven't followed a whole lot about this about this uh, perpetrator. A little bit I did hear was that at one point, it, I, it's not a question of agreeing with you. I, we need to see what comes out, but there's talk that, yes, he has this sex addiction problem and yada, 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 and it may not be a hate crime. It may not be simply, you know, does it matter? I agree with you. Does it matter whether it's a quote unquote, whether it's about race or not? He killed eight people. He affected countless lives. Uh, here's something else you have to keep in mind. And this is from uh, Jeff Tiedrich, Tiedrich on Twitter. So you don't have to tell me that the Atlanta shooter was white. I figured that out for myself when you said he was taken alive. You know, that's... They ain't that the truth. You want to talk about, about your hate crimes and your race relations. And let's not forget uh, Sheriff, uh, whatever his name was, uh, who... Uh, oh, the one that he was just having a bad day? Because you had a bad day. You take one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. Not to make light of the situation, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're making it... Me that was... There was a meme that was circulating of the uh, of the sheriff hugging uh, this creep. Yeah. Well, of course, we've all had bad days. Uh, show of hands, uh, how many went out and murdered eight people? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Not yet. Nope. Oh, crickets. I got nothing. So uh, yeah. Oh, I, I've I've gone out and I've wanted to put a hurting on some people to be sure, but. I, that's uh, that. As a side note, that that police officer has his own issues. Uh, he was selling T-shirts last year and and uh, merch. Oh yeah, with the with the China virus thing on it. So he's got his own little own little things going on. Uh, and before we get any further, let's obviously our condolences to everybody affected by that. It's a it's horrible. It's, 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 
just just take him and throw him in a deep deep hole somewhere uh does he need help i'm sure he does i'm sure he does need help of course therapy what's that shock therapy Mm. as in the electric chair bubba therapy as in you my you my prison bitch seriously seriously it's hard for me not to try to find some humor you know just to lighten things up a little bit but uh look we all have our moments lord knows i've had mine uh we all have days when we are stressed to to our capacity stretched to our mental capacities and it's gonna break and you're just and yet you don't go out and murder eight people well ed i'm gonna tell i i've said this before i've said and i've said this multitude a multitude of times there is a reason i don't own a gun well yeah no yes. no interest in buying a gun just basically because you're because a hothead you're a hothead i am damn right i'm a hothead mm-hmm. i i try to control it the best i can but yes uh, I am, and and to tell you the truth, um, having my uh, having a having a loving wife and having a good home life has helped with that. But I'll guarantee you, there have been times, uh, and I just um, oh, we all have those moments where somebody is just, and it could be something as benign as they cut you off in the parking lot at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. but but on top of as I like to say about everything in life nothing happens in a vacuum so you know it, you're just piling things up piling things up and then uh, and then the network comes over cuts you off and well you you uh, in that moment your rage is is not to be believed and, and you're ready to well <sighs> Yes. And, and here's the other here's the other thing that should be I don't know he is an admitted sex offender like I said he's been treated for Now what hold on I got to stop you there is he an admitted sex offender or a sex and addict and forgive me forgive me thanks for catching I, me on that I don't know that we can forgive you at this point John well that that's a different story for a different time It's a horse of a different color Pretty much. But yes, he is an admitted sex addict and he's getting treatment for this. Now, this is a, this is um, something that it's 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 a, it's it's very painful because it really affects your ability to be able to have any type of a normal relationship with uh, it affects your relationship with anybody, male or female. John. John, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there because, uh, I, I, and I'm not poo-pooing sex addiction, addiction. That's, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna sit here and make excuses for this. No, oh, absolutely not, because there are plenty of people who are quote unquote sex addicts who, and, and I don't think, he, I don't think, with the, to be honest with you, and, and I don't think either of us are qualified. To, to make, uh, at, at this point, we're just speculating. 
okay? And and honestly, uh, until I know more about this this guy, and I I just don't think we need to be speculating on on what what the sex addiction caused, didn't cause, or or, or anything like that. Uh, they got him. They didn't kill him. Which again, if he was a man of color, they'd have shot him. There's no question about it. I, I, you're not going to get an argument for me on that one. We got a little piece of video out of uh, out of San Francisco. It, it's tragic in that it happened, but it's also funny on how it turned out. Uh, it's tragic in that a 75 year old woman got hit, but uh, we'll describe it to the radio audience after the fact. But for the streaming network, we're, we're going to play this video right now, and uh, it's. Uh, this is from, I believe it's from KPIX-TV out there in San Francisco. At first, our top story, KPIX cameras were at the scene as another Asian was attacked in San Francisco. We asked city leaders what's being done to stop it. That victim fought back. Good evening, I'm Elizabeth Cook. I'm Ken Bassidar. Wilson Walker has the video that you'll see only on KPIX 5. Just after 10 o'clock this morning, Market and 7th Streets coming upon the scene during his morning run, KPIX Sports Director Dennis O'Donnell. There was a guy on a stretcher and a frustrated, angry uh, woman with a stick in her hand. Shouting in a Toysanese dialect, the 75-year-old woman says she was attacked unprovoked. The woman said that she was hit and she attacked back. From what I could see, Wilson, she wanted more of the guy on the stretcher. Uh, wait, wait, we're going to leave it there. It goes on for a couple more minutes. So if you're watching the, if you're listening to his audio, uh, you can see this video on the website, radiotfi.com. What I think is hilarious. I mean, the poor woman got, got that's not the hilarious part. But she, I don't know how she got the stick. I'm glad she had it. But if you look at the guy, if you watch the video, and you'll see the guy lying on the stretcher, who's the guy that attacked her. By the way, he uh, allegedly attacked an 83-year-old uh, just prior to this, Asian. Uh, but the look on his face is like, what did I do wrong? Uh, she she walloped this boy. She <laughs> Apparently, she was going in for more. She wanted more. I'm good for her. Good for her. But uh, exactly. But I mean, let let let's face it. You, you why are you good? I don't get this. I mean, this has been going on for a year. You know, heaven help our you know our, our Asian Islander uh, Pacific Islander population. Uh, what makes you think these people are responsible? for this pandemic in any way shape first off most of you can't tell the difference between chinese japanese korean etc etc okay <clears throat> so let's let's right there right there you would for the most part you wouldn't know uh i had a friend of mine growing up kevin ming uh picture bruce lee this was kevin is exactly what he looked like he was about five. Uh, what was he? What did he say? He was five foot, five foot three and three quarters. <laughs> he was short, but he was built like a brick, brick guest house. Uh, 
and for years, for years, you know, when we were kids and growing up, I, I thought he was, I thought he was Japanese. Well, it turned out he was Korean. His mother was Caucasian. His father was, was Korean. And, uh, funny side story. He had a bunch of brothers and sisters like everybody in our neighborhood did. And we were hanging out in uh, Central Park one day. I was a teenager. Uh, he says, oh, there's my sister. Oh, well, I, I saw this blonde. Oh, my God. She, beautiful. Beautiful. I said, look at the ass on that blonde. And then he says, oh, look, there's my sister. Well, it turns out the blonde was his sister. Of, of the five or six of them, she had the Caucasian features. And all his other siblings had the Asian features. So I, I had met, met one his other sister and a couple of his brothers, but I had never met this particular sister. I didn't even know she existed. And to this day, I'm not sure if he just didn't hear me or just ignored it. But uh, I think he really ignored you. I think so, too. I mean, there was a lot of that in my life, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so a lot of people don't can't, can't differentiate uh between that and by the way do you what are you getting out of it the fact that you you punched and by the way why don't you try that with an 18 year old or a 25 year old you coward uh but what makes you think these people this particular person that you have randomly encountered on the street is responsible for a worldwide pandemic. What what goes through that thick skull of yours to make you believe that? And, you know, and look, that's... Four years of listening to Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty... Yeah, that's, what that's what happens. I mean, words... You, you hear this a lot these days, but words have meaning. They do. They do. And... The thing is, is I'm not trying to say that the issues that we have had in this country are completely all on Donald Trump. But there's something to be said about not putting gasoline on a fire. And that's exactly that is exactly what he did. He he know, you know, he had the, the, the finest advisors that money could buy tell him that all you got to do is. Talk crap about this, these people. Talk about crap about the the Mexicans. Talk crap about the Muslims. Uh, you have a you have a virus coming that happened to originate in China. So hey, let, let hey we could we could really touch a nerve here if we just call it the China virus. Mm. Just think how much you know. And, and by the way, it's China. China, the way he, oh, it always drove me crazy. China. You know, it, it's it's so funny because it, it, it's fortunate that the more, I, I, I'm glad that the, the media is finally ending its fixation with him. You're seeing less, you, you can actually start seeing an entire newscast without seeing his mug on, on the TV for whatever reason or another, uh, I give it another. I give it another uh, right after the uh, the uh, midterm elections. He's going to try to have some influence on him, but let's let's face it, uh, 
he's gonna he'll have a, a little influence there and once hopefully uh, people are going to wind up coming to their senses uh, you're going to see knuckleheads like uh, like Marjorie uh, like Marjorie Taylor Green that's your girlfriend like, yeah kiss my ass uh, I had something about you're it. Gonna, oh speaking you, of you're gonna see these people you're going to see these people kind of fade off into the sun, sunset. We might actually have some semblance of normalcy here. Don't count on it. Uh, Don't count well, on it. And here's why. Here's why. Okay. Uh, by the way, well, I, I imagine we'll circle back to the uh, Asian beatings at some point. But rest assured, we're not in favor of it. And, uh, and this clown down in Georgia, he needs to be thrown into a very deep hole. Maybe sent down a, a basket of lotion every now and again. It puts the lotion in the basket. Wild Bill. It's sickening. Buffalo it's, it's, Bill. It's, uh... Uh, anyway, j j speaking of uh, politicians who just don't get it, the other day there was a vote in the House to honor the Capitol Police officers who protected the Capitol on 1-6. Here's the list of, of Republicans who didn't think that was a good idea. Louis Gohmert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Andy Biggs, Tom Massey, Andy Harris, Lance Gooden, my boy Matt Gates right down there in FLA, Michael Cloud, Andrew Clyde, Bob Good, Greg Stube, and John Rose. My understanding is, is that they, they had trouble with the fact that the word insurrection was used in the uh, proclamation. 12 these those 12 people decided we're not going to honor the capitol police because uh you know because they're idiots marjorie taylor green is going to be out of there so fast it's going to make your head spin by the way speaking of her and as we get off on tangents here she uh she referred to guam as, she referred to guam as a foreign land last week and uh, on the website you'll find the video of uh, and it's not. It's been part of the United States since 1898, I believe. Uh, they're U.S. citizens. The residents of Guam are U.S. citizens. They vote in our elections. They they use U.S. currency. They are Americans, period. Hard stop. Um, they serve in the military, and a bunch of military people in uniform from Guam went to her office. And she just she wasn't there, but she later described it as, "Oh, they ambushed me. Nobody ambushed her. They went. There was another representative with them. Uh, here's some cookies. Here's some stuff from Guam. We'd like to say hello." And of course, she wasn't there because why would she be? Uh, yeah. Uh, so it looks like it. It looks like um, that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is gonna is already going to have. Uh, I'm trying to find his uh, flowers. That's the guy. Yeah, name, flowers. Yeah, that, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly. Already announced, already announced uh, that he's running. Uh, there's there's video up here on Twitter uh, where he's uh, scraping off. He's, Scraping off the Confederate flag sticker off a pole. Um, listen, I I fully support your effort, uh, but uh, 
but at this point in time, we're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do more than than uh, rip uh, symbolically rip stickers off of poles here. You have to get out to the people of your district and explain uh, why why uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and people like her are bad for this country, seriously bad for this country, bad for your district, bad for this country, you name it. Uh, you can also go, I hope that uh, Bobert gets uh, uh, a serious challenge here in, Cal- in Colorado. Right. Uh, well, well, keep in mind with, with your girlfriend there, MTG, and we talked about this last week. Uh, she had tweeted, I ran for office and was elected with 74.7% of the vote. And to she which unopposed. she ran unopposed. And it was also pointed out to her that nearly a quarter of the voters were like, no one, please. So, I, I mean, if she has somebody running against her, you know, breathing, uh, and I don't even think that's going to have to be, that won't be a deal breaker if they're not necessarily breathing. Is your candidate ham sandwich uh, busy? I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to look into it. Uh, by the way, speaking of, since we're talking about Trump for a second, and let's get this out of the way in, in hour one. Uh, this is from Rob Reiner. We all remember Rob Reiner, son of Carl Reiner, uh, son-in-law of Archie Bunker, the meathead. said this, and I don't know if you've, there's been a COVID. Here's what he tweeted. COVID outbreak in Mar-a-Lago. Private plane falling apart. Buried under an avalanche of criminal and civil lawsuits. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, exactly. They ha- they've had a breakout of COVID down at Mar-a-Lago. That's true. I was just reading an article yesterday about the Trump plane. Uh, it's sitting at an airport just north of here in New York City. Uh, it's in a state of disrepair. One engine is is basically shot. It would take hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it. It was an old plane when he bought it, and it's been sitting for four years. Uh, on top of all the legal troubles. So, you know, yay for that. I've got one more thing, and it's got nothing to do with anything. I'm just going to put it out there and let you kind of languish on it. And this is from Robert Wilkinson on the Twitter. I just sold my homing pigeon on eBay for the 23rd time. Uh, Excuse me? I just sold my homing pigeon on eBay for the 23rd time. Okay. John John doesn't get it. All right, straight over. What's a homing pigeon do? Uh, It's in the name, John. They fly back to where they started. Okay. So I sell the bird to you, he flies back to me, and I can sell it again. Boy, it's tough when you got to explain them. It's tough when you... And you know what? That's pretty much all I got for this week. That, That cleans the page for me. Okay, see ya. <laughs> so coming up here. Go ahead. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, if you'd like to join in here on the conversation. I should probably uh, uh, say hi there to Ethan. Uh, he um, He's basically said, he said hi and goodbye, basically. He says right. he's going to have to catch the show on the uh, on the download we're gonna talk about him and not nice things either 
That's going to be our next. That's going to be the next thing here is bringing him in on the stream. Yeah, well, I, that's uh, he lives in that other part of the world, <clears throat> literally the other part of the world. It's uh, anyway it's about to be winter down there. Anyway, yes, it is. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about in hour two, John? In that in that John and Ed versus the spread size hole we have. Oh my God, we are going to finally get to. Uh, our our newest our newest hobby here movie reviews as we got not one but two two, two. two movies what are we talking about we're going to be talking about we have been promising to talk about coming to america for about what three weeks now four weeks something uh, like that not, maybe not that long but let uh the last couple of weeks we got we got tied up with guests and it was wonderful and i'm glad we did uh and uh, so today it appears we're going to have time to and uh, talk about uh, Coming to America, the sequel. Waterman, we're back. And uh, apparently, I watched it the other night. Apparently, John did too. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, exactly. So we're going to have, uh, we're going to be wind up doing some movie reviews here. Right. And uh, there are two Two franchises that I absolutely love, both of them. Now, now, uh, now let me play a little something for you here uh, it, to celebrate Justice League. This was, uh, just take a listen to this. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, and those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. You could, we got a phone call. We have a phone call. Hello, caller. You're just in time for us to take a break. Hey, this is uh, Mike. We're just going to say hi to John. Uh, this is Lori and Mike. We ride with him. He's our favorite taxi driver. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, but but Ed's right. right here. Unfortunately, we are get we are right on top of our our, our top of the hour break here. Uh, I I gotta appreciate the call, man. Thanks thanks for calling in and thanks for listening here. But uh, uh, unfortunately, we're not putting you off here. But uh, no, <laughs> at the top of the hour, we do take a little bit of a break. But we invite you to, to uh, stick with us and, and listen. And, uh, geez, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear you guys. So, yeah. We're listening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. All right. So you good? 
I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Good morning, Mickey Mouse's office. Goofy speaking. Good morning, Goofy. How are you? It's Robert Iger, President and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Oh, it's not a good day. What's wrong, Goofy? Mickey's convalescing. He had surgery. Oh, geez, I didn't hear anything about it. What happened? Well, I'll let him tell you. Please hold. Okay. How you doing, boss? I'm not feeling well. Yeah, Goofy told me he had some surgery. What's wrong? They had to put a new anus in me. A what, sir? Yeah, and I'm a cartoon character. I don't even poop. Uh, sir, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Tell I'm... me about it. Uh, Why would you put a new anus in somebody who doesn't poop? Uh, yeah, that's anyway, a... what do you want? Well, I'm just returning your call, sir. No, I didn't call you. Yes, sir, I got a message with him. I Mickey didn't Mouse. call you. Well. What do you want? I thought you wanted to talk about the... Oh, I knew remember. I called you. Why didn't you call me back? I'm calling you back now, sir. Yeah, I know, but you should have called me back before. I want to talk about Dancing with the Stars. Oh, what a fantastic season. Big numbers for the program, It needs a new anus because it poops. This show's terrible. Sir, what do you mean? It's fantastic. Oh, for crying out loud, why can't we get a star? Sir, we've got a wide array of stars on the program. Marley Macklin. Yeah? Marley Macklin. She's an Oscar winner. She's thief. She's what, sir? Thief. She's a thief? I said she's thief. Are you? Sir, I don't follow. I'm putting the emphasis on the E, beef, for comedic purposes. Oh. Do me a favor. Tell that Samantha Harris when she's interviewing Marley Matlin. There's no need to put the microphone in front of her face. You know why? She's deep. She's deep. That's exactly right. Okay, sir. You ran me out. Do the windows in your office open? No, sir. I believe they're sealed. Then you know what you gotta do? Yeah. Take a chair, mm -hmm. smash the window, right, and follow it out and try to catch it before it hits the ground. Well, sir, wouldn't I perish when I hit the ground? Uh huh. Hmm. We got Steve Putenberg on the show with the stupid faces, and you're you telling me Pendulette's a star? Well, sir, he's quite a popular magician. We should have went with the other one. But he doesn't speak. Hey, why not skip a year or two and maybe get somebody that one or two people recognize? But, sir, they're all stars. Who's the Mexican? The Mexican, sir? Uh-huh. I don't believe there's a Mexican. There's a Mexican on there. Oh, you mean Christian de la Fuente. He's a huge Latin TV star. And, sir, he's not actually Mexican. He's uh, Chilean. Well... He's what? Chilean. 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 Say it. Chilean. 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 Who cares? Hey, you got Christy Yamaguchi's phone number handy? 
I love me a gymnast, man. Oh, uh, actually, she was a figure skater, sir. Whatever, she's bendable. She has. Yeah, she's very dependable. I mean, she really practices. Not dependable, bendable. Oh. What the f do I care? She's dependable. Speaking of bendable, I'm still waiting for Cheryl Burke's phone number. I hear she gives it out like candy. I will get me some of that. <laughs> Cheryl Burke, sir? Yeah, the dancer girl. She's been on every year. She's on this year with the Mexican. The Chilean. Chilean. Right. Why ain't she Chilean down with me, Eisner? It's Iger, sir. Huh? It's Iger, sir. Oh, whatever. Well, don't call me again, please. Okay, sir. I have a new anus. I heard that. I need your help later. Get that thing working. Working? Get over here this afternoon with a hose, huh? And now it's two guys who 100% support flag burning, especially if it's one of those Trump 2020 flags. It's John and Ed on the Taxi Stand Hour from Radio TFI. Of course. Why am I here soloing? Get your ass back up here on the screen. Oh, oh excuse me. He He's uh, he's uh, feeding his face here, so uh, <laughs> good Lord. You think, I, you think I'm bad as far as timing goes? Anyways, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI in hour number two. You just got done listening to probably the world's biggest sex addict in one Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, uh, but that aside, uh, from the Northern Command Studio, once again, I am John Shannon from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. Still working on that damn thing? Done. It's still, he's still working on Oh, he's still chewing his food. Excuse no, I'm me. not. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting right John doesn't look at the actual videos of us. He doesn't watch us, so he doesn't know that I'm back on screen with him now. Well, I saw you there, but they just like, you weren't saying anything. But anyways. Well, I was allowing you to finish your... Hour two Which, introduction, explaining why once again you were late to the party. I was not late. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so used to it. Kiss my ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but again, good morning, kids and kittens. And uh, just like John's friends there at the, at the very, very top end of the end of the last hour, feel free to join us here at uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. We apologize. Uh, was that Mike was his name, John? Yes. We, yeah, apo- Mike. we apologize for Mike having to cut you off. We apologize for having to cut you off like that. But as John said, we do this little break at, at the end of the first hour. You you literally called with like 40 seconds left in the hour. So, so we'll, uh, we'll talk again. You feel free to call back. What are we talking about this hour, John? What? Tell I, me. I, Tell me, please. I completely forgot. Damn, I forget. I just I hate that. I'm getting I'm 58 years old and I'm already developing old man memory. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? And and what I do I do want to talk about this. Now, when did you get your first shot? You got you got vaccinated. I got my first shot here. It was it's been a week now. Okay. Uh, on, I went on a, a Friday night or Friday afternoon. I was scheduled to get mine in May, and I got a call on Tuesday uh, from the hospital that I've been dealing with, and they said, "Well, since you're over sixty and you're, uh, you know, you're on our patient roll, uh, how'd you like to get your first shot on Thursday?" 
I said, let me roll up my sleeve and I'm on the way. So exactly. I, so I, I got my first shot. Uh, I'm on the Pfizer. Are, are you on the Pfizer, John? Or Pfizer as well. Okay. So I, I just want to briefly talk about and compare notes because you and I haven't discussed this at all. Uh, they warned me of potential side effects. And I'm going to tell you what I experienced. Uh, I got home Thursday. I had all sorts of plans to be just miserable Friday. Just, you know, flat on my back and just feeling like crap. Well, all night long, my left arm was sore. And that's where I had the shot put in. I mean, it was sore. Uh, and a little bit into Friday. And that dissipated uh, by the time Friday night came along. Other than that, I was I was somewhat surprised. I had no side effects whatsoever. And even till now, I, I've been waiting for it to hit. How about you? Uh, Friar got the shot on Thursday. Or excuse me, on Friday, rather. Um, and I don't, my arm really wasn't sore. My arm was the least of my worries. <laughs> I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck wow. Saturday. Woo! I haven't. Uh, if I had a, a part of my body that hurt, uh, gave me a little bit of problem here and there, it definitely knees, back, mm. uh, shoulders. Not in the shot area, but up in the right. upper show. I it I it kicked your ass. What? It it kicked oh, your it ass. Did. Uh, by the end of the day, though, I was fine. Good. I I gotta say, and and you know, I've said this to the doctors and people talking there. I don't get the flu shot every year because I I always I'm always down for three or four days after I get the flu shot. My theory is, well. If I get the shot, I'm definitely going to lose three or four days. If I don't get the shot, I may or may not, you know, if I get the flu. Now, this isn't the flu. There is no way I was not going to get this shot. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I was uh, really, really shocked that I haven't had. And again, I even gave it till they told me, you know, up to 36 hours, you'll, you know, if you're going to feel anything. So here we are now. It's it's Sunday. Uh, it's been what three days, three four days, and uh, I feel fine. I feel fine. I, again, the soreness in the arm went away. And it was only in the shot area that the arm was sore, but boy, did it hurt. If I rolled over on it, boy, I I knew it. But beyond that, so uh, I'm sorry that you didn't have, you know. But at least it went. It dissipated quickly. Yeah, it it, it was gone by the end of the day. So, so it was just one of those now. When are you scheduled for your second shot? Uh, first week in April. Okay. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's April 4th. Exactly three weeks from the uh, day from the, from the first shot. Uh, it won't be the fourth. It'll be the second. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll have to take your word on it. Well, I'm looking at the calendar. The fourth is a Sunday. Your, your ass is going to be right here on April 4th, talking about your second shot. And then on April 10th, which is a Saturday, I get my second shot. So okay. by by the end of April, by our, that should be our, is that our Easter show? No, East, Easter's, no, no, no. On April 25th show, both John and I should be completely immunized. Immunized. 
from the COVID. We would have had both shots, had the two weeks plus. So we should be in good shape. Does that mean I'll stop wearing a mask? Uh-uh. You read my mind. That's exactly what I was going to uh-uh. ask you. Which, before we get into the movie thing, uh, I want to play a little something from everybody's favorite doctor, Rand Paul, uh, going up going up against uh, everybody's favorite doctor, Dr. Fauci. Given that no scientific studies have shown significant numbers of reinfections of patients previously infected or previously vaccinated, what specific studies do you cite to argue that the public should be wearing masks well into 2022. I'm not sure I understand the connection of what you're saying about masks and reinfection. We're talking about people who have never been infected before. You're telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine or have had the infection are spreading the infection. If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not. If you had the vaccine and you're wearing two masks, isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. Okay, the studies that you quote from Crotty and Sete look at in vitro examination of memory immunity, which in their paper they specifically say this does not necessarily pertain to the actual protection. It's in vitro. And what study per, can you point to that shows significant let, reinfection? There are no studies that show just significant Just let, let, let me finish the response to your question, if you please. The other thing is that when you talk about reinfection and you don't keep in the concept of variance, that's an entirely different ballgame. That's a good reason for a mask. In the South African study conducted by J&J, they found that people who were infected with wild type and were exposed to the variant in South Africa, the 351, it was as if they had never been infected before. They had no protection. So when you talk about reinfection, you've got to make sure you're talking about wild type. I agree with you that you very likely would have protection from wild type for at least six months if you're infected. But we in our country now have variants that are circulating. Significant reinfection. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? It doesn't exist. There is no evidence that there are significant reinfections after vaccine. In fact, I don't think we have a hospitalization in the United States after the two-week period after the second vaccination. We don't have a death in the United States. You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild type versus variants. You tell them, Dr. Fauci. And uh, I know that went on a little. I love the fact that I I didn't understand most of what Fauci was talking about. But I don't need to understand it. Exactly. Rand Rand Paul is sitting there. He's desperately trying to find a way a reason look he doesn't wear a mask because because he's a fool get his neighbor back we need to beat him up uh and uh i i i mean Rand paul is he he's uh what is he an opt- opt- ophthalmologist he's some kind of a doctor not a no anyway uh just before we came yeah. on the just before we came on the air i i found this tweet 
uh, from uh, at Save Us from GOP. Doctors better than Rand Paul. Dr. Seuss, Dr. Who, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Dre, Dr. Ruth. Who am I missing? And of course, people have just chimed in. Yours truly chimed in as well. Uh, I, I suggested Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I this is one. Remember I told you, if I said an hour one where I just have... Uh, there are just times where I'm just glad I don't carry a gun. That's one of them. Well, according to what I've seen, 52%, 52% of Republicans say they have, they have no intention of getting the vaccination. Uh, 49%. And 47% of, of Republican men say they're okay. not going to. As I'm, as far as I'm concerned, there just becomes a point in time where just have to say, okay, well, guess what? There'll be, should be 2020, 2022 and 2024 should be a cakewalk for the Democrats. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I, I don't care anymore. As long as you're not affecting me, as long as you're not infecting my friends, my family, I don't care anymore. Go infect your own goddamn family. I really do not care anymore. Well, Rand so, Paul has already had it. And which is why he feels he's invincible. Anyway, yeah. let's talk movies. I, I, let's go to the movies. <sighs> I was just getting ready to jump on some ass here. No, no, no. But yeah, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. So which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start with the one we were going to start with uh, uh, many moons ago, Coming to America, the sequel. Thoughts? Let me first say that the original, Coming to America, was definitely on my top 20 list as far as movies. Without question. Without question. Uh, you uh, you said it featured one of the best uh uh, one of the best cameos. No, no, no. No, sir. I said it features the, the best cameo. Okay. Sorry. God. Technicalities here. Jesus. Randolph. Leave me alone, Mortimer. Randolph. Randolph. I'm still not talking to you. Look. We're back. Now, that's a spoiler alert. If you don't know what that pertains to, watch Trading Places, then watch Coming to America. And you have to watch them in that order. Trading Places was another fabulous movie. Another another one on the top 20 that, for me. That's right. But, uh, yeah, greatest, greatest cameo ever. And, go ahead, you were saying about, about Coming to America. Well, so yes, definitely. It brought out, it, it brought back, of course, some of your favorites. I loved, absolutely loved uh, the muse going back to uh, John Amos there as the, uh, as the father, as, uh, as Cleo McDowell, <laughs> not to be, not to be confused with McDonald's. Oh, no, no, no. And that, that's the whole running joke. The first movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely love that. I love the fact that, 
They they brought back uh, James Earl Jones. Of course, you could. There are people that you couldn't have that second movie without. Uh, and some people were kind of well, geez, why didn't they have uh, oh the girl that played um, the sister? The sister. Why couldn't they? I'm have not that? sure. Why couldn't they have I'm, that? I'm not sure why she was. Eric Sal, Eric LaSalle that played. Uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Randy, uh, Randy Watson. No, no Randy Watson was, uh, of the sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. That's you're right. You're right. I, I, uh, I, I think though the Eric LaSalle, Darryl. what's that? Daryl was, yeah. was his name. I, I think his was kind of played out. You, you know, shoehorning it in because it, okay. By the way, spoiler alerts here. If you have not seen the sequel, now is the time to turn this off, okay? Because we're going to talk about it, and we're going to give away spoilers. If you have seen it, by all means, join us, chime in. Absolutely. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, let's keep in mind. Bye-bye. Keep in mind, not a lot of the, the movie takes place in New York this time. It's mainly, primarily, in Zamunda. I mean, they go back, which gives them the opportunity to go to the barbershop. And that's really, that's really it. There's no, you know, they, they, they find the sun and, you know, there's a little bit there in New York, but uh, wasn't Len Leslie Jones just too much? She was, oh, that was great. She, that was absolutely great. She was just too much in that. And, uh, you know, look, they got Morgan Freeman in there. Yeah, let's forget all the cameo not forget all the cameos that right. were in that people you never expected. Uh Logan Freak. Good. Uh who the hell else was in? there was Salt and Peppa. Uh, salt uh, with sexual chocolate in chocolate. <laughs> Uh I I think wasn't Al Sharpton was in it? Uh was it no I wanna say. But one of my favorites a continuing running gag from the first movie was uh, Wesley Snipes. Turns out his sister is the girl that Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, Akeem, in the first movie had said, bark like a dog. And now apparently she's been barking like a dog for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> because the king told her to. <laughs> and he finally released her from that. And, uh, uh, just, just, just a very, very, very good movie. I, I, I mean, I will say this: if the first movie was a nine and a half, which it clearly was, maybe a nine and three quarters, this movie was right up there at an eight. You know, uh, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, they are the movie. There's no question about that. No question about that. It was good to see James Earl Jones. Uh, they managed to get a, you know, get those scenes filmed with him. Uh, I'm glad to see they brought back the young lady that played Lisa. Uh, who else was there? Uh, I was watching an interview with Arsenio Hall the other night, and, you know, he played the shaman, the witch doctor guy. Yeah, okay. Well, apparently, according to him, Eddie Murphy was supposed to do that, but then he found out it was going to be six and a half hours a day in the makeup chair. So he turned He's, oh, hell no, here you go, Arsenio. <laughs> yeah, you'd be much better at this. 
<laughs> and again, you can't go wrong with, with with the barbershop scene. Now, Saul, the old Jewish man, which, of course, you should know by now, that's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But I had seen him do that that kind of, you know, I, I've seen him in a stand-up act do that voice. You know, which, you know, he's a fantastic mimic. Uh, and and, and, and it, it was just good to see all that stuff again. It was good for a laugh. And, uh, and they even got Louis Anderson back in there for a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Which was... Uh, Absolutely. Which was interesting. Uh, but a good movie. By, by all means, it was a very, very good movie. And I, I really, if you have Netflix, see it. It is, it's worth the price of admission. If you get Netflix for a month, was Netflix? Oh, Amazon. Was Amazon. Amazon. I apologize. I apologize. I have. I have back of these streaming services these days. That's yeah. another story. Time. Yeah, well, one of these days, I got to sit down and get everything squared away because I'm. Uh, I don't know what I got wearing. Do I really need cable anymore? I'm thinking about that too. Is cord cutting, but. That's right. That is Amazon Prime. Uh, whether you rent it or whatnot, if you're a fan of the first movie, by all means, see this one. Even if you have to pay for it, heaven forbid. Because you would pay for it in the theater anyway. Exactly. So you get a month of Amazon Prime. You have you can watch it as many times as you want and whatever else is there. And, uh, and I, you know, keep these streaming services going because that's what's keeping me working. Yeah, there you go. Uh, as an aside, I also want to mention a show. This is a Netflix show. Go ahead. Let me tap the brakes for just a second on you. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things that I absolutely love. Now, I don't get starstruck very often, but I thought it was really cool. I tweeted out something about how much I enjoyed, you know, the first Coming to America. and That, uh, that Coming to America 2 was definitely... Uh, or sequels normally don't cut it. This one was uh, was fantastic. Guess who I got a response from? The director of Coming to America. Oh, too. really? Oh, I do remember seeing Craig, something like that. Yeah. Craig, Craig Brewer sent me just a thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. And uh, basically, you know, hope good health to you and your family. Uh, you know, I, I, I that was... I have a couple celebrities who I mutual I follow I or that follow me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, MC Hammer being one. Uh, don't hurt him, Hammer. Huh? I said, don't hurt him. That's it. Uh, Yoko Ono hmm. follows follows me. He's been following me for quite a while, actually. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I've got a couple of celebrities, and of course, you know who doesn't follow me? Not to get off too far. I didn't realize it. I'm going to get on her ass about it. Shaletta. Shaletta doesn't follow me, doesn't follow the show. She follows me. Does she really? No way. No way. Yes, sir. Does she really? Yes, she does. I'm going, oh, am I going to get on her about that? Jealous much? Well, you bet your ass I am. Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight is in the movie. That's right, sure enough. Sure, she does a couple of numbers. That's and, right. And I bet they would have got Aretha Franklin if... Uh, if she was available. If she was available. She is currently yeah. not available, and that does not 
appear to be changing anytime soon. No, no, unfortunately, definitely. But uh, no, I uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, coming to America, coming to America, the number if two you will. America. And I again, I just want to touch base on this is a little different show. It's on Netflix. Last week, I worked three days on a show, and I normally don't talk about projects that I'm working on. Projects, listen to me. The productions that I'm working on. And I'm mentioning this because uh, I was able to watch the first season of this show while I was in my truck. It was, it was a, eight episodes. It's on Netflix. It's called Russian Doll. Because of COVID, uh, the first season was 2019. They couldn't shoot last year like a lot of, so they're just starting season two up now. But I was able to watch the first eight episodes. Let me tell you, kids and kittens, your Uncle Ed normally doesn't talk about the productions he's worked on. He doesn't talk about, look, watch this show. Watch this show. You will, you will you will be glad you did. Uh, the first episode sets a lot of things up. You got to kind of get through that. But once you do, you will, you will like this show. It's a little rough. It's a little, uh, but it's funny. The young lady, Natasha Leone that stars in it. I'm telling you what, she is a Russian doll. Look for it on Netflix. Now, now, Let's talk about the other movie that we watched. And I didn't realize John, John would be watching it, but uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, John, yep. did, did you see it originally in 2017? I did, but you know something? I must have. It's either the fact that the Zack Snyder's cut was just that much different or I completely forgot about the about the first one the more I watched the 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 Zack Snyder cut the more I forgot about the original version of it this much I'll say though I I the DC movies are a little too dark I would agree uh I'd like to see a little bit more color in them and I mean it doesn't have to be bright blue skies I don't want to go back to Adam West Batman and that kind of thing but um, but that aside, that aside, this one picks up the story where, uh, Dawn of Justice leaves off. And I'll tell you what, I had to go look some, a bunch of stuff up and watch some YouTube videos to see where the changes had been. And, you know, clearly it was a much longer, uh, you know, at four hours and a couple of minutes. It was four buckets of popcorn later. Yeah, I watched it over two nights, um, and I got to tell you, I was much more involved with the story. We got to know a whole lot more about some of the characters, uh, Cyborg, Barry Allen as the Flash. By the way, I like that kid playing the Flash. I don't like the 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 Flash's costume in that, but. Um, but they and they changed that they changed the flesh a lot if in the first movie he is i mean he is petrified they get into that fight and finally batman just says to him uh, uh just just go in and save people 
you know, just go in and pull them out. And this one, he leads them up the stairs. He's, uh, he's not as much, he's not as afraid. He's still, this is all new to him. Gone is the whole thing about, I don't, I don't fight. I've never had a fight before. And in the first one, I think, uh, Batman tells them just push people or, you know, so they got rid of all that and they, they just cleaned things up. There was more interaction from other, other characters in the universe. For instance, Aquaman had his, and I can't, I, I, I can't, Willem Dafoe plays. If you saw the movie Aquaman, you know, the role Willem Dafoe plays. I was shocked to see him show up early in the movie. Uh, Alfred has a lot more to do in this in this movie uh we get to see iris west by the way if you're not don't know who she she was the girl that barry allen saves oh by the way spoiler alerts that barry allen saves in the car and hey there he is hey rolando thanks for joining us uh now it was a little something i picked up on some people did some people didn't if John, if you can remember that scene where the truck cuts her off and they crash, do you happen to remember the name on the side of the truck? I don't. I I know that I know it had a name. I just forgot. It was it was, was. Gardner. And it was G A R D apostrophe N E R F O X Fox. Now I knew it immediately. I knew who it was. I knew what the what the uh, what they were tipping their hat to Gardner Fox was the guy who came up with the whole justice league concept back in the sixties. Actually earlier than that came up with justice society. That was first back in the fifties. I apologize. And then, then later on they did the justice league. So that was just a little tip of the hat to, uh, to Mr. Fox. It was, you know, I love finding those little, that was big as life. It's one of those. If you knew who he was, you saw that it was like a billboard. Uh, the entire dark side story made a lot more sense this time around. The mother box storyline made a lot more sense this time around. I mean, I could actually follow it. I'm a DC guy. I sat through that movie the first time and believe you me about an hour in, I was ready to just check out a lot of holes in it. Oh man. I remember a lot of holes in that. Oh man. It was, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Uh, now, I did a little bit more reading on it, and what I didn't know at the time, well, I guess maybe I didn't know, but Josh Whedon had taken over as director on the original because Zack Snyder's daughter uh, had died. I believe she took her own life, um, be that as it may. So he left the project. The The rumor is that not one one second of film that Josh Whedon shot is in the Zack Snyder cut. He used he in other words, he, he used only only footage he shot. And they came back and they shot some some new stuff too to put in there. I think the whole uh, sequence at the end was was uh new. Which was very good by the way. I it was like I thought, you know, hey everybody, you know, you saw the end there where where uh, Bruce Wayne had uh, bought the Kent uh, farm and, right. you know, paid him on the, you know, you saw all that and you said, well, here we go. We're done. This is it. Sweet. And I actually went down the, went down the hall for a minute, come back and hell, oh, there's still, there's, they're still going here. And the, the, the whole scene there 
where uh, the dream, Bruce Wayne's dream. Right. With uh, Batman. Who is the dude with the eye patch? What, that's, what is... uh, that's Deadstroke. I've, I'm not familiar Wade, with that. Uh, what's his name? Wade uh, Wade Williams or something. Wade. It'll come to me. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was odd to see all that, you know, to see them together. There's Mira. So Aquaman is dead. Mm-hmm. And and that now I, I will say this. I liked Jared Leto as the Joker in this better than the couple other places he 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 showed up in other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I liked that I felt there was more uh you now the tattoos and the jewelry and all that. It was more Jokerish, if you will. I mean, we can't, we can't, we can't bring Cesar Romero back, but gosh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, you know, my favorite line of that movie, and if I'm not mistaken, actually was part of the original. At least it was, I believe, in the first movie. Was uh, when Barry Allen, oh, you know, he oh, just stop, r- stop right there. I know the line. And what's your superpower? I'm rich. That was so classic. Well, that was in the original trailer as well. So, I, I mean, it's, yeah, it is. It, it is the best line. Uh, the funniest line. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I, I, I now understood more was how they were able to resurrect Superman. Honestly, in the first one, I really didn't get what they were doing there was huge chunks of the story missing and um but now as they went through all that now it made more sense to me that okay they've got to do this to do that to and even just a little line of dialogue that they put in talking about how you know uh what the mother boxes do they don't create life they reassemble it so well, you can't, uh, you know, if a house burns, what's left? Smoke, ash, particles. Well, you can build it, rebuild it. You know, the house is still there. It's just in a different form. So that helped me truly understand what it was that, that they were going about. Um, I said to you off air before we came on, we saw the Green Lantern. And we got a good hard look at that Green Lantern from 5,000 years ago. Uh, he was in the first one, but it was a blink and you miss it. This they gave him. He, they even, he even materialized the, the construct of a hammer <laughs> in this one. He didn't do the fist. At least I don't remember if he did. But, uh, you know, so it was good to see. And they actually showed his hand getting cut off and the ring going off to seek its next uh, thing. And... Uh, overall I, I think the story was a lot more coherent and I, I will say this I will go to my grave saying this Gal Gadot what a cutie <laughs> I just can't get enough of her uh, she just uh, her, her smile her face is just you know she's wonderful at what she does and uh, and and uh, she's no AOC don't misunderstand me now but she's uh, she's okay in my book. 
what I thought was interesting, and, and, and of all the uh, DC comics that I read when I was in my childhood, uh, I did probably ignore this character the most, and that was Martian Manhunter. Right. And you see, you see him twice in in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him briefly. Uh, who is he interacting with? I think it was uh, earlier is, in the movie. Well, earlier in the movie, you see him in his human form. He's talking to uh, no, no, no. That was another character. I I want to say he was talking to Commissioner Gordon, but you're right. In his human form, you saw him once or twice, but when you really see him, he has assumed uh, the uh, the identity of Martha Kent. Went in and and basically pushed Lois Lane uh, to where she needs to move. By the way, speaking of Lois Lane, the new show on the CW, Superman Lois Lane, they're about three, four episodes in. It's very good. It's very good. I like. That. I've been watching that too. I'm enjoying it. Um, I think the, the young lady in that is excellent as Lois Lane, and actually, uh, I think they're both good. But anyway, be that as it may, uh, yeah. And then at the end, after Bruce wakes up and. I, one, one of the things I got a kick out of was uh, Bruce walks out and there's Martian Manhunter. At this point, Bruce is like, okay, who are you? <laughs> there's no there's no awe. There's no amazement. There's no, who the hell are you? <laughs> well, that's Batman for you, about as matter of fact as you can get, really, if you think about it. And, you know, I, I think they overdid it a little bit with his, with the Martian Manhunter makeup. Uh, I, I, the in the comic book it's so bland. He's green. He wears red suspend. I, I, it was a character I could just never wrap my hands around. Mm-hmm. Same here. Uh, and I would have liked to have seen them tone it down just a bit on what they did, not to be to the point of where he's just in a pair of shorts and a cape, but. You know, just a little bit more palatable uh, to, I don't know. I'm not even sure if I'm describing this correctly, but uh, I mean, I'm glad he's there. I'm so glad because it opens things wide open uh, if if they're going to continue with this. But DC needs yeah, to, go ahead. That's the other question is, is where are they, where are they going to go from here? I mean, let's face it, I... You don't know if you're going to be able to bring in the same actors uh, because, you know, Barry, Barry, Al- or what's the kid's name that played the Flash? Uh, Ezra Miller. Okay. After a while, it's kind of like uh, Chris O'Donnell as Robin back in the old, uh, after a while, sense. those particular actors get a little bit, uh, a little bit too old for the role. That was, and, uh, that was a poor choice anyway. Uh, ben Affleck is out. As Batman, we already know that. Henry Cavill is out as Superman. We already know that. Um, really? I didn't I, I didn't know that, oh, yeah. actually. Oh, that's... Yeah. Um, the Justice League as a franchise... Well, see, what DC did is they started out... They wanted it all... They, they were trying to copy Marvel. Instead of just letting things organically take, you know... You do the Batman movie, the Superman movie, the Wonder Man, Wonder Woman, they kind of meet, they go back off and they're separate. That's what Marvel did. Everybody was here, they came together, they went back off, they came together. DC rushed it. 
they rushed it. Um, is there more for the Justice League? Absolutely. There's always threats from space, and you've got all manner of good stuff. Dark, Dark Side is, is going to be just like uh, Thanos was a threat. Uh, you know, I tell you, you, meant, you mentioned that, and I, I got to thinking about that last night. This particular character that played, uh, oh, what the hell is it? The, what the hell was his name? Uh, uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, yeah. Yeah. First off, you couldn't help but think about the 70s rock band every time you heard that's, the name. That's where I was. Oh, by the way, uh, Deathstroke is Wade Wilson. It just. Okay. But you couldn't help but think that there was a lot of similarities to the whole Thanos. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, you had three boxes as opposed to, what was it, four jewels? Six. In the, six uh, stones. Six jewels? Six stones. By the way, keep in mind, Darkseid's been around a lot longer than Thanos. Hmm. Oh, Darkseid's Dark, Dark been around since the 60s. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I just, I've never, I don't know at what point in time I stopped following that, to tell you the truth. Was he more of an adversary of Superman? Was more, he, or was more it Superman. Total... More Superman. Okay. okay. Well, anyways, I liked, uh, it, it, to me, uh, Zack Snyder's cut was like watching a whole brand new movie for it, me. It was a whole brand new movie. I agree with you. It was a completely new movie. Uh, like I said, there were things, there were storylines I could actually follow now. There were new storylines. Uh, one thing we got to see early on was some of the characters reacting to Superman's death. You know, we we didn't see Diane Lane at all in, in the original cut, I don't believe. Uh, we did, we did briefly. Uh, you know, Amy Adams, by the way, you know, Amy Adams keeps showing up to the memorial, and she brings brings the cop or the security guard a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. You know who that actor was? Who? Mark McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen uh, in the Christopher Reeve. No. Yeah, yeah. No way. Uh -huh. Wow. In the original version, he had a scene in the property room or something, but they cut it. So now, mm. now his role was expanded just a, you know, just a wee bit, and that's you know, again, it's one of those nice little winks and a nod to what you know mm. what's what's gone before, uh, and, and and again, there's so much buried in there, and I'm not a cyborg fan. I I've never really. He started out as the Teen Titans. I would have preferred to see a green the Green Lantern in there. Exactly. I would have loved to have seen Green Lantern in that. Uh, you know, the problem these days is that different properties are owned by different companies. You can't always put them where you want. You know, the Hulk can appear in other Marvel properties, but he cannot have his own movie because of legal tie-ups. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, and they, you know, they got a lot. I don't even know what they got planned. They got also, actually, I'm going to watch that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
probably tonight. Yeah, that's that's um that's definitely on the list. Probably tonight. Uh, I what whatever happened to giving the fans what they that um what they love to see? I mean, when it, you talk about all these different properties, you talk about uh different uh different characters being owned by different properties whatever and it's all about money let's face it oh there's no question in in the case of marvel keep in mind before the marvel cinematic universe became a thing the the top properties for them were spider-man the fantastic four those were sold off so when the Marvel Cinematic Universe came. Iron Man was like a third tier player. Thor, they weren't, you know, they weren't the big guys in the comics. Uh, they weren't the most popular. Let me put it that way. But Marvel formed things around them. And, you know, it's taken off. Here, here here's a... Think of the way the Marvel movies are presented sometimes actually in daylight uh shazam which is in the dc universe i'm not uh -huh. saying i'm not saying everything has to be a comedy or a played for laughs but does everything have to be so darkly lit that's that to me is the it's like come on man there's daylight here let's uh does every day have to look like it's cloudy and overcast one of the other things I'd like somebody to explain, maybe you could explain this to me, but every time Wonder Woman showed up, uh -huh. came in to show that the, you, you, they had that background I, vocal. I can't, uh, I don't know if you if you know what I'm talking I about. But, I know exactly what you're referring to. And after, I think that was just a little over the top, to be honest with you. Well, keep in mind, most of, if not all, the music in that movie was was changed. Mm -hmm. If There's plenty of videos on YouTube right now which will show you the differences between the first version and the extended version of the Zack Snyder cut, I should say. And uh, it is it is really interesting. Just what they did with the back, like the sky color. Uh they changed that and uh the music wonder woman that specifically there's a scene i think one of the first times you see wonder woman in her wonder woman outfit uh she's standing on the arm of that the statue of justice that's right. that's the first time you hear that oh, oh you know that godlike music that's what it sounded like <laughs> right right and if you compare it to the first version it is totally different. Well, she should have a godlike in introduction. She's she's a she's a god. But every damn scene that she's in, hey, as long as she's in a scene, I'll listen to whatever they got. Well, I I hear you on that. What are they going to? Do? I mean, let's let's face it. Uh, Gal Gadot is gonna is is gonna get to the point where she's gonna be a little bit too never ripe role. Never, it'll never happen. Mm. No, just na 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 na. I can't hear you. Na 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 na. I can see her when she's sixty, trying to just don't, just don't ruin this moment for me, okay? 
Well, I'm, I'm sorry. You have your own little fantasies over there. But, uh, but yes, I do. You know, she was a member of the Israeli army. I know. I know. She's she's very fascinating, very fascinating woman. Very. And, and uh, hubba hubba. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down boy. Again, no AOC. No AOC. But uh, so, yeah, I I enjoyed that immensely. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. Well, I'd heard that it was going to be a long film. Right. Uh, and I'd heard something about the four-hour mark. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, you know, Granny Annie's sitting with me in the living, in the, uh, in the living room. She fell, she fell asleep on the couch after about an hour into it. But uh, I was, I was kind of expecting that to tell you the truth. It's kind of the same feeling when I sit and watch uh, hours upon hours of cooking shows with her. Right. Well, this is the type of movie and especially the way it's done that you're either into it or you're not. This is, if you're not familiar with any of these characters or the DC universe or comics in general you're gonna have a real hard time with this movie because it's not visually appealing not to me anyway i think i think that's the phrase i was looking for it's not visually appealing and again i'm not looking to say oh red and yellow spandex or that kind of thing i don't want cartoony characters and but i just felt it could be for instance the flash's suit Compared to the TV version, the TV version is what I expect the Flash to look like. Mm-hmm. In the movie version, it, it seems like the, the the suit is a machine. It's being held by whatever the you know ropes or attachments, and it, it looks like it's separate plates. And I just it just doesn't jibe for me. It just doesn't jibe at all. Uh, um, now, do you think? Okay, so. You've had, you know, you've had a couple of Batman movies. Now you had Dawn of Justice. You had Man of Steel. Do you think Man of Steel was that same kind of that dark? Yes. I. I, What was the point of that, though? I mean, I understand anything, anything that's ever had Batman in it, uh, dating back to Michael Keaton when he was Batman, kind of had. Had that. Uh, I'm, I'm really ignoring you here with that. I just want you to know, I really am. I kind of picked uh, up on that. You know why I picked up on that? I'm Batman. That's why. Okay. Ah, uh, just but even you know, dating back to the Michael Keaton Batman, uh, it was the that whole dark. You know, and yeah, you're right. I you're right. It shouldn't have been the campy. Adam West Batman, although I still enjoyed every once in a while going back and watching those. No, don't don't misunderstand. That this is not a knock on that. Now, if you look at the Michael Keaton Batman, okay, that's right about where it could be. Now, when two movies later, and especially by the time they got to George Clooney, God help us, even he, <laughs> that was just stupid. Costuming and vi- it was so detached from, look, the difference, you and I can be Batman, unlike any other superhero. Because unlike every other superhero, you don't have to be come from another planet or be struck by lightning or, or drink radioactive goop or whatever. With enough time 
and money, I can be Batman. You can be Batman. It takes a lot of time and money, but you can be Batman. What superpowers does Batman have? None. I'm rich. I'm rich. That's my superpower. And that, my friends, is... Uh, so, but again, uh, it just still pains me. When they get to Mr. Freeze's lair, they click their heels and they've got ice skates in their boots. You mean to that tell was- Campy. That was campy. You mean to tell me you decided at some point for all the things I could invest in and put as part of my crime fighting attire, ice skates are going to come in handy? Unless you're in Minneapolis in December. What the hell? (laughs) Well, at least they didn't pull it out of their utility belts. that's... That's true. That's true. I'll never, I'll never forget the scene in the old uh, Adam West Batman where he pulls the bat shield. You know, clearly, he's being handed to him off camera. And you got this big thing that unfolds, and you know, um, <laughs> even, yeah. even the Christian Bale Batman, the 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 Nolan Batman, was more grounded in reality. I would have liked to have seen the the film done like that. You know, look, I can suspend X amount of belief. Uh, a man from Krypton, somebody gets super speed. I'm good with all that. I'll let it bring it on. I'm there. Amazon goddess. Woohoo. I'm there. Sign me up for Prime. But let me see what's going on. Don't, you know, it doesn't have to be dark, 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 dark. Physically dark. And, uh, and you'll never go wrong with a snarky Alfred. I need an Alfred with a little yes. bit of attitude. It's, uh, Absolutely. I still think Michael Absolutely. Michael Caine was the best. Think so? I, I, I uh, of the movie ones, absolutely, absolutely. I think he was. Uh, I, I, I think he was very, very good because he's got that snappy accent that you know. He's the. Kind I, of- I, I, you love the reaction when uh, uh, here in the, in the, the last one here, where at, when. Uh, uh, Batman brings all the brings everybody into uh, the Bat Cave, and you know, all of a sudden you got Alfred's got this look of like, oh, well, the who are the only one he recognizes, obviously, is Wonder Woman, but right. you Flash, and you you got Cyborg and and Aquaman. By the way, I I like the Aquaman. I I love his attitude in that. Another one that's a little dark. Yeah, uh, it's always cloudy there in, in his homeland. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's look. I, I I think Jason Momoa do, does a good job with it, but I think that means it's, we're close to the end here, folks. So uh, means. hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll uh, talk again next week. For Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Bannon. See ya!
Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yeah, you're always right, baby.